couldn't bring my glasses today. Hi, my name is Connie, and I am a redeemed lover of Jesus Christ. I struggle with rejection, trust, codependency, and so many more things. This is God's story, and he gets the glory. James 1 verse 2 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance do its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. You have got to be kidding, right? Pure joy? Trials? This verse was given to me randomly in a Bible study when my life was falling apart at the seams. Switch slides. I grew up not far from here on a farm, was raised in a family that on the outside looked good, but behind closed doors, dysfunction reigned. A domineering mother, passive father, four generations in my home, lots of yelling, criticism, and judgmentalism. This picture of me as a little girl depicts for me the storms I was feeling and the protection of the Lord. Exodus 23.20 says, See, I am sending an angel ahead of you to guard you along the way and bring you to the place I have prepared for you. Next slide. I grew up all shiny on the outside, but broken in the inside. I was skeptical, insecure. I had trust issues. We went to church, but I didn't know Jesus. I didn't live the life I professed on Sundays. I married the man I dated off and on through high school in spite of the fact that it was a very abusive relationship. I dated some really wonderful, God-fearing, kind men, but because I was raised in toxicity, that's what I was comfortable in. He, my husband, never had a chance to learn how to be a husband with his father. I need to be fair about that. And we are now divorced, but really good friends in co-parenting. Looking back, I can tell you that God knew the plans he had for me and that he knew that my husband was the perfect man in the sense that no one but an uncaring husband would allow his wife to do some of the things that God had laid before me alone and on top of it all, lose two vehicles. 20 years of a very difficult relationship with my former husband took place between this picture and, next slide, this divine appointment. It was just an ordinary day. After a basketball game in Brooklyn Center one Saturday afternoon as we were preparing to leave, my sons and I couldn't find our van. That's nothing unusual, right? We searched the parking lot thinking I was losing it and finally saw a pile of glass where my van had been. They found my van in Minneapolis, next slide, later that night. I was called by a detective who told me that the guy had been driving down a one way, the wrong way, and while chased, crashed it into a telephone pole and ran. They caught him, Pierre Emal McNeil, 22 years old just released from Hennepin County Hospital, where he was treated for a gunshot wound to the chest. A vice lord gang member from Chicago with a rap sheet already a mile long. My heart sank and fear set in. That was the day of video stores and receipts that we probably all kept in our vans with our address, phone number, and name on it. He had seen my private information. 
Many things happened after I met him in court and gave a victim impact statement. We stood facing one another eye to eye as I told him of the fear he caused in our lives and of Jesus' love. God connected our hearts as tears rolled down our cheeks. Three years of letter writing and phone calls followed that day in court, not by my choice, but by him getting our phone number and address. He was reaching out. I was reluctant, but saw this as a God thing. I couldn't have made any of this happen on my own. I decided God honors reluctant obedience as well. Think about Abraham having to sacrifice his son, going up early in the morning to the mountain to kill his son. Think about Noah building an ark. It took him a hundred years and he was teased and there was not even rain. Think about the people walking through a parted sea that had to take some reluctant obedience. But God knew he needed to give this reluctant follower, this skeptic, some encouragement along this strange and difficult journey he was leading me on. I don't think before this in my life I would ever have said I had heard from God or saw him work. One day, one very frigid day, walking around the corner of a building, the wind took my breath away. I thought to myself, this is how my life feels right now, cold, evil. At that very moment, something happened that I could not explain. For a millisecond, my eyes were shrouded with white feathers. That's all I could see. Crazy. I couldn't believe what I saw. No one would ever believe me if I told them this. What was that? Next slide. A few weeks later, when God awakened me in the middle of the night, I opened my Bible to Psalm 91. It had been a particularly difficult week. I began reading, He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. Wow! I know now what I saw. The Lord saw my struggle and the hardships and the challenges he laid before me. He gave me a vision and a verse to comfort me, to give me faith to continue moving forward in spite of the difficulty and heartache. He gave me hope. He showed me, he showed me that I am cocooned in the safety of the feathers of his angel's wings. I wept. Next slide. After several years of floundering my way through this new adventure with God, we met Pierre, my son of strange birth. My marriage was not good, but I was married to the perfect man for God's purposes. After all, let's face it, what man would allow his wife to go to Minneapolis bus depot at 4 a.m. alone to pick up the thief just getting out of prison and bring him home to spend the weekend at your home? God had taken away all common sense and fear from me to teach me to love like he loves. This was the beginning of a crazy ride heading to God's destiny for this critical, skeptical, insecure, mediocre Christian woman. There are so many, many, many stories I could tell you of Pierre, but due to time, I can't do that. Next slide. The following adventures are more stories with God. He led me to an African Methodist Episcopalian church in Duluth where we raised money for a handicap accessible stair. You see in the right-hand corner there, people couldn't get into their church. 
Um, we raised money for that stairs. Um, we did clothing drives and took food. Um, the mother of Pierre's children attended this church and lived in Duluth. We learned to love the people of this little church and had awesome experiences with them. Next slide. Although on one of our trips up north to deliver a washer and dryer to Pierre's family, my son and I had an accident, vehicle number two. We were cruising on 94 and hit black ice. I wish I had the time to tell you of how God that day set up the perfect location and surroundings for my husband's F-350 crew cab to roll three times, slide, and we survived. I do want to tell you that my son and I met our angel that day. Imagine that. The moment we stopped sliding, we were sideways. I was hanging by my seatbelt on the top. He was on the ground. A man slash woman appeared, helped Michael step out of the broken windshield, stepped into the cab, cradled me in his, her arms, and gently lifted me so my seatbelt could be released. I, I was hanging from that, and that was hard to get out. Now think about that. How, in the cab of a truck with the dash, the windshield broken out, the steering wheel, me hanging there, could someone be standing beside me? I climbed out of the broken window, and he, she, was gone. Michael and I both described this person exactly the same, except we disagree on the sex. This skeptic was now believing that God really does what he says. I had kept God in a box all along. Remember that verse, Exodus 23, 20. See, I am sending you an angel ahead of you to guard you along the way and bring you to the place I prepared for you. And Psalm 91 in the feathers. Next slide. This is a picture of Pierre's girlfriend, top, second to the left and all their children. Now, the guy on the right is her present husband, but two of these children were Pierre's. Next slide. So, out of all of this, one of the things God blessed me with is a ministry called Servant Life. It was begun by one of our pastors 13 years ago that wanted to take church out to the streets. He was ahead of his time, and it didn't work out, and he gave it to the three of us that were with him with his blessing. There are now 15 people, mostly from our church, who love Jesus and desire to serve him by serving others. We purchase and pack 100 backpacks each year and donate to our food shelf. We have car care for women through the local food shelf who need oil changes and minor repairs. And while the men do the repairs, we minister to the women, pray with them. We bring inner city children out to Lake Waconia every July for fishing, swimming, food, 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 and Jesus plus many other service events. Now God put this together, and God provides. Next slide. Servant life is based on Isaiah 58. Feed the hungry and help those in trouble. Then your light will shine out from the darkness, and the darkness around you will be as bright as noon. The Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you are dry and restoring your strength. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. Next slide. God also connected me with the Marie Sandvik Center on Franklin Avenue, and a group of us served there for 13 years. Next slide. 
This is a fishing day photo. I don't know how my person got this one stuck in here, but these are kids. We, we roast hot dogs. They couldn't believe we'd do it on sticks. And some of them had never even seen a lake. Next slide. Um, I'm presently involved with Pastor Tom Stover, who has served meals outside to the homeless of Franklin Avenue every Saturday, whether 17 below or 95 and humid, rain or snow for 18 years. Next slide. This is um, one of our brothers, his name is Pete, that, comes, that frequents the meal. And he was a tent city resident. Remember the tent city that grew up, grew on Cedar Avenue or wherever it was off of Franklin last year? Next slide. So God says, if you are faithful, he will provide. We used to spend about $350 every fourth Saturday to buy hot dogs for Pastor Tom's meal. Servant life is committed to the fourth Saturday of every month. One day, my friend, Mary Beth from the Sandvik Center, connected me with guys who give me free food. Now, my car is filled with prime rib ends. That is all prime rib ends to cook, to use for the meals. We get food from Ouellette Bakery, Olive Garden, and KFC. This blessing is also spilled over to celebrate recovery. Now, I want you to understand all of this God did through one act of reluctant obedience. Next slide. I'm almost done. My story is one of hope, one of what God can do with a mess of a surrendered life. Celebrate Recovery helped me take a look at all of it, my part and others, and helped me put it to rest. Bury the pain, but remember the lessons. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 4 says, God helps us in all our troubles so that we are able to help others who have all kinds of trouble, using the same help that we received from him. God comforted me so I can be a comfort to others. He showed me mercy so I can be merciful to others. He stands with me wholeheartedly in my suffering so I can stand wholeheartedly with others in their suffering. God never leaves me alone in my suffering so that I will not leave others alone in their suffering. This has become one of my life verses. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of Jesus Christ. Next slide. Coming to celebrate recovery as a leader also was a God appointment. The summer of 2018, a man, that Chuck, worship leader and teacher, and I met at different times and locations, brought us together with Eric Bates, um, state rep for Celebrate Recovery, for a meeting about starting an inner city group. Never did I imagine that one and a half years later we would be brought together here in Chaska to start a group. I also never imagined how much I needed the 12-step study. He has shown you, O mortal man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you to act justly, love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Next slide. I never realized until I did the 12 steps how many issues were still weighing me down from the past and the present. And there is always junk in our lives. It, I will always struggle with something. Celebrate Recovery helps me take a look at them in a safe, non-judgmental environment. See it as God sees it, readjust my thinking, 
and give it to the Lord. I am thankful to him for bringing me here. Thank you.